all all like Lane and you know coming out of Bill Campbell's, all they're doing is is getting data out there. Like it's it doesn't mean apply it to your life today. It just means like, hey, this is interesting. This worked. We didn't well, think this would work, and it did. Interesting, but it's it's that's there's nothing more to it than that. And then a good coach can say, uh, yeah, that's I would apply that or I wouldn't. Yeah, I think a lot of times, it, it, even I get this way sometimes, you know, it's as humans, we want to simplify everything. So, you know, when, you know, Lane or Bill put out these one minute bites of information, um, the majority of us, I think, try to simplify it. Like, okay, what do they mean to me? When in fact, if we sat down with a Bill Campbell or a Lane Norton, they could probably start talking and two days later stop talking about the same one minute bite of information. Right. And educate right. us on so many different right. aspects. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. But even like Bill, I know that Bill and Lane and you and I have the same philosophy. Like I I bet we would agree on most things because they also coach people. Anyway, I do think it's a good sign when somebody that I coach or you coach asks me about that and says, that's interesting. Do you think that's a good approach for me? And then that that's like the right thing to do. Like if I found a new approach, I'd probably run it by like a, a colleague or whatever and be like, what do you think about this? And I think that's what we can offer too. Well, I mean, it does. It shows that you have an open relationship and that your clients yeah. will share new things. And I, I'm all about it until the client gives too much, too much credit to like the bro that he works with in the gym that's decided to start keto intermittent fasting, um, along with electrolyte water drinking. And like, you know, like, you know, the guy who does like all the fads all at once. And then like, he comes, your client comes to you like, Hey, what do you think? And you're like, well, you know, I understand this, but like, this is what we have you doing. And then they're like, well, I still want to do, you know, that's when it starts to get dicey when they yeah, don't want to. Right. You're batting down other. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I've, I've definitely had people I'm working with in the app. We have a long history. They go to a trainer and the trainer's like, that's too much food. That's not enough food. I can't believe you're doing that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like come on. And then your client gets a little uncomfortable and starts to, you know, they should always question you and ask questions and take control of their own. But I do think I kind of like to take an approach, like, listen, you have a trainer, I can collaborate with them, but you either have to decide if I, am I helping you with nutrition or is your trainer helping with you with yeah. nutrition? And, and if they are, I will step back. But if I am, then I need them to step back. So I, I have an interesting question for you then. Okay. Uh, based on what you just said. Oh boy. Uh, no, it's, it's always interesting. Like this is, this is probably the most aggravating things that I deal with uh, from, from time to time. But, you know, I'll be working with someone for a while, either in the app or for whatever, you know, wherever I'm working with them. And you know, they'll be doing their weekly check-in and I'll open up their nutrition and I'll start looking and I'll notice like, hey, these macros have been customized or changed. And I know I didn't tell you to do that. Like, 
hey, what's what's going on here? You know, like, why did we do this? So I'm sure you've had those. For for me, when that happens, you know, the number one thing I do is I go back, you know, I look at my files, like, hey, did I tell them to do this? Like, before I go off the other end here and find out why they did this, like, let me find out if they did this because I asked them to. And once I've cleared that up um, and I find out that they've, you know, gone from, let's just say they were someone that was making progress on moderate carbs and you know so they they talk to soccer mom Susie their best friend at soccer practice and like they decide oh well she's low low carb and she's having great success too so I'm just going to change my macros in the app without talking to coach they'll probably never notice and so now you open up the app and they're like they went from let's just say you know 180 carbs a day now they're at a hundred and like totally no collaboration with you as a coach. They just decided it was best for them. I, I typically say, Hey, look, this is where I'm like, if you want to do this, clearly you're qualified. You should just do this on your own. I'm I'm not going to coach you anymore. If you continue to change your macros without talking to me, because it's something that we have to have a serious talk about. What do you do? Well, I respect that. Cause I think it's really black and white, especially your approach And I think that's why also you get great results with people and you have great relationships. When I hear you talk about that, what that means to me is somebody came in and said, Hey, I'm, I need your help. And so you invest in them and they invest in themselves. That's the deal. When you come into the app and you say, Hey, I want your help. You're investing in yourself and your coach is also investing in you. That's a lot of you. And so we're all focused on getting you the best results. And we have, we assume there's some trust there or you wouldn't have already started. Now all we have to do is build the relationship and the rapport. We have to build trust. We have to trust the process. You show up, we show up. And that's how it works. And so we have an idea of a healthy way to get you to your goal based on everything you've said to us, everything we've seen, everything you've shown us, your history, your check-ins, and what we've seen with you know the hundreds of other people that we've helped. And also it's not rocket science. So don't you don't want to make it more complicated than it has to be. And so the, there's a power in carbohydrates too. I, I do want to talk about this a little bit. Carbohydrates, in my opinion, the best way I can say it is carbohydrates control the scale. It, it calories too, but an overconsumption of carbohydrates can bump the scale up and a dramatic decrease in carbohydrates can drop the scale. But that does not mean anything. It might be a, a quick, satisfying moment for you, but it is not better for you to go from 180 to 100 and then move yourself into from a completely sustainable carbohydrate intake to a completely unsustainable carbohydrate intake overnight for a quick fix. And that's all you're doing at that point is you're, you're taking all of the you know, experience that your coach has brought, the time, the commitment they've made. And you're saying like, I'm going to kind of do my own thing anyway. And if that is what you're doing, you should just do your own thing because you can't collaborate with somebody who doesn't trust you and the process that you're putting out there for them. It, you just, you, as a coach, you, you, you've lost, you've either lost credibility. That's the accountability. I think you and I would both take is like, 
they don't trust me anymore. Thousand percent. They, they don't trust me anymore. I don't know what I've done. And believe me, trust me, you guys. We, if that happens, I'm not. I, I'm not always just like, oh, that person is off the rails. Sometimes I do think, where did I lose the credibility here? Like, did I not respond fast enough? Do they perceive me as not caring and that I just won't notice? Like, how how did we get here? So while you might not be taking it seriously when you enter into a process like this, we are. So yeah, I mean, it it drives you nuts, but it's actually like, it's a pretty big problem. Yeah, I, and I don't, yeah. No, I think you're right. And I don't think, to your point about trust, first of all, if you're listening to this, we can all acknowledge that Kendra is much smarter than me. And she said that way better than I said it. That was really great how you articulated that problem. And oh, by the way, if you're seeing this, can we just take a moment to appreciate the shoulders and the traps on Miss Jarrett today? They're popping, looking good. They're coming yep. in, you know, it's that's because I dropped my carbohydrates to 100. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think sometimes Kendra, I was explaining this to another coach um, the other day who was a little frustrated with, you know, people that were kind of quitting and giving up and like, you know, for whatever reason, it was just a bad season for that coach. She had a couple people that dropped off and to your point, she'd invested a lot in these people and, you know, she felt like they were headed in a great direction together and then they just kind of ghosted her. And um, I think what I explained to her is that as you grow as a coach, and as you know, you grow your clientele, your approach doesn't change. I, I mean, if you're going to be a great coach, and, and what I mean is, is that when you pour into people, you're pouring in with the same passion and same amount of energy into client 100 that you are client one. If, if you're going to be a good coach, like that's just how it works. Like if you're going to get people results, you've got to give the same amount of shits about every single person that you're working with. And I think a lot of times for us as coaches, we invest emotionally and professionally into our clients. Like we get to know them. We want to see them succeed. We feel that if we give them advice, we're giving advice almost like one of our kids or a peer. Like we're telling you what we truly feel is the absolute best for you in your situation. It doesn't do us any good not to do that, right? Like that's, as coaches, we want to get you results. That's our job. So it wouldn't do us any favors to try a lot of different approaches that might not be beneficial for you. So if we're trying something and we're trying to work with you, there's a reason, right? If there's a certain way we're approaching it, there's a reason. Maybe we haven't un uh, explained that well enough for you to buy into it, but there's a reason typically. And what I explained to her sometimes is that our clients, even though we're involved, right? Like I said, emotionally, professionally, sometimes we're still seen as business track transactions versus people that are actually in their lives to help them. So when they sometimes ghost you or decide like, hey, look, I'm not going to work with this person anymore. We take it personally because I don't know about you, but I really do feel like I'm connecting with people. I'm helping people with way more than just diet. Most of the time, that's a really small part of what we're talking with them about. But sometimes I think they view us as transactional, right? Not transformational. So when they pull the plug on our services or they decide like, hey, I don't want to do this for $12.99 a month anymore. It can be, it can hurt us personally, but for them, 
it was just like any other app they download um, and they just decided not to do it anymore. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it, let's say the case is somebody, you know, who that you had mentioned before where, uh, you know, they drop their carbohydrates dramatically. It does happen. I've had people uh, recently, especially with the challenge, one thing they'll say, they finally have the courage to admit like they they were playing around with their macros and they reset them to the original and now they don't know what they should be again. Mm -hmm. And they have to reach out because they've, <laughs> they're like, and they, and I know that that probably feels bad, but yes, reach out if you've, if you've reset them to your original and now you're back to like 1800 and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? But in that case, I think for me, when that happens and it has happened, I've had people ghost me. I've had people leave. I've had all that. I'm at the point where I don't take it personally anymore. Yeah. Like I think I did in the beginning, but now like you, I understand that like, that I probably was just a stop in the train of the search for a quick fix. That's, and like, I'm not saying that because I, I think I'm trying to get out of taking responsibility for somebody leaving. Cause there are cases where I've been like, that was on me. Like I took liberties I shouldn't have taken. I had a, I, you know, I didn't have the rapport, but I came in with a strong tongue and that wasn't cool. Like thing I've done things like that, but these days I know that there are people who without really thinking, download the app, pick you as a coach, start it's hard. And then they're like, oh, they just keep messing with their macros. They say, screw it. And it's over. I think also, you know, Kendra, I, I would say that I have boundaries as a coach. Yeah. You know, so I have certain things I will and won't do anymore. And I'm okay with saying to someone like, well, listen, I understand why you want to do that. I'm probably not the coach for you. You know, if you would like to find someone else, I'm totally cool with that. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. It's just not something I feel that's great for you. And, you know, it's not about being hurtful. It's about being honest. Like, yeah, just like they have boundaries. I have boundaries. And, you know, here's the thing though, like those people who ghost you or who go away, I'm not going to throw out some fake percentage. I'm going to keep this podcast clean, but a lot of them come back. You know, a lot yeah. of them said like they got off on the train. They got off the train at a stop because they were like, I don't think this is working for me. It was too hard. And I actually had to do work, but initially, eventually they get to the last stop on the train and they're like, you know what? Kenny actually cared about me and it was hard. So it probably actually was working. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I love a good comeback. I really do. Like, I love it when people come back because I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes it does take a couple attempts for people or a few attempts for people to like, you know, it's like the grass is greener. Like, Oh, this is hard. Let me go find something easier. Oh, that, but anybody who's had results and maintain them, is working hard. There's no getting around it, whether they right. did keto or intermittent fasting or just starved themselves in general, like they're working and it's hard. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening for all the people out there that you follow or watch and you're like, it's not hard for them. It's not hard for them because they've been doing it for years. They for make years. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel now. Like I yeah. feel like it is, it's so easy. 
it's, it's not, it's not hard. It's really not that hard. It's just, you have to be willing to give some things up. So today's, well, today's topic, do you want to fit, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, typically the only thing that's hard about this journey for me now is my mind getting in my way. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. tempting me, right? Like yeah. trying to reason things away, just like all of you. Right. I have, a, I have a, uh, a client who's, she started with me, lost a bunch of weight, has maintained it, gained some back, you know, gained like that, like it's, when I say some, I mean, I think she lost like 30, she's gained like 12 or 15. So we're getting, now we're getting, she's of course that she's not happy with that. So we kind of started again. So she said, she sent me a message and just was like, I actually, I reached out to her and said, let's talk about your goals. She sent me one back. I'm so glad you reached out because I've been thinking about it. So she is trying to explain to me like why it doesn't work, where she gets stuck, how she thinks she needs to approach this differently, you know, it, it kind of going on and on. And I've known her for a long time and I've heard, I've heard her say this, this is probably the third time she's had this round of, of thought process around how do I get started again? So I can, you know, head back in the right direction. So I, I said, I have an idea for you. So she, of course she's like, Oh, oh yeah. So we, we actually get on the phone. She's very close to me. We get on the phone and I tell her, I'm, I'm actually kidding. Like, I actually don't have any ideas for you because there's nothing else to tell you at this point. Like, there's no new approach. There's no new way to do this. There's no new aha moment to tackle this. There is nothing I have for you. You just have to get started and stop overthinking it. It's just, she, she will overthink it to the point of like complete paralysis. And she knows that she laughed. I laughed. It's, we have that a good banter back and forth, but I was like, I'm just calling to tell you that I actually don't have any new ideas. Like you just need to run the play and stop stopping, like stop stopping the play. And she got that. And she's like, okay, it was just what she needed, but like, there was no new information. It's just I, the I, same shit. No, no, I've got, it's so funny because I've got this friend. I mean, I've been friends with this guy now for 10, 12 years and army officer, great guy, really smart, like way the army's lucky to have him, very intelligent. And we're always communicating back and forth on Instagram. Like he'll send me these Bill Campbell studies, you know, like all these different studies he's seeing about different types of resistance training and power movements and, you know, but he's stayed in the same weight range, plus or minus five pounds for as long as I've known the guy. He's always struggled with his weight. And he, he, he always kind of kids that he's just a thick guy. You know how it is. Like I got yeah. thick I got thick bones. I got big bones. I was born this way. Um, Maybe not. But anyway, it's the same thing. Like, I'm just trying to get him to go to the gym and consistently resistance train, you know? Right. And he's always, like, looking for, like, the most specific work he can do. I'm like, bro, like, just show up, man. Like, you don't, there's no special plan. Like, if you'd have just stop talking about this shit five years ago and just started showing up every day, we wouldn't have this problem right now. Right. You know? Actually, she's very, I. it's almost like 
like, uh, you know, too dumb to quit is a better type of person for this stuff. Like, because, because it's the same with her. Like she's highly, highly intelligent. She's incredibly successful. And she wants to know that she's being like efficient, productive. She doesn't have a lot of like extra time, lots of, you know, so like, I get that. I I even respect that about her. And the hardest thing is going to be to pull back and just like, you know, she's like, I don't know what workouts to do. There's like 75 options in the app, but she wants the best. And it clicks with her though. So, you know, you can, you can also reason with this type of person, but I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, I want to approach it perfectly. And that that's also hard. She's sort of all or nothing. And so right now she's nothing. And I'm just like, go all and always go all and never stop. And, and like, know that you tend to overthink it. Just, you got to know that about yourself and that, it, nope, I'm not going to worry. I'm just, the app says it's Wednesday. This is the workout. I'm a, I'm a robot right now. I'm going to go do that workout. Don't overthink it. Just go do that. You know? Yeah. And what's crazy is these are, by the way, I know you want to get this topic going, but these are the same people that don't do this in every area of their life. Right. So like, they'll be that way with fitness, but when you go to look at the nutrition, like, you know, you're like, you're, you're like, you're in the edges, like you're in the 1% on the fitness. Like you're looking for all the specifics, but why are we, why are, why are we eating M&Ms? You know, like, why are we counting our macros? Like, like if you're really trying to be efficient, why aren't we fueling the best way possible too? Like, it's a a little bit of whack-a-mole, you know, um, for a perfectionist too, because they, they kind of, they want it to all, they want to be good at all of it and they want it to happen now. And, and, but once, once they can get over that, you can start to see like, okay, this is just, it's just, you just got to build that momentum. So this actually, the thing I wanted to talk about today too, was that I ran into somebody in the gym and he in Maine and she is in the app and I know who she is. She's like, are you Kendra? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know exactly who you are. You know, whenever somebody randomly sees me, they're like, oh, I was just going to start tracking again. I'm like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to like do it, do whatever you need to do. Like, I know what it's like, but I'm not walking around thinking like that. But what she said to me, and people say this all the time, I don't have a problem with working out. It's the other, it's the food. Yeah. Okay. So when, when they say that to me, what I'm thinking to myself is, and sometimes I say it, that's a lot of opportunity to, to screw up, or it's a lot of opportunity to like kick ass because the workout is an hour. Then you've got 23 more hours. So if you subtract eight from that, you've got what's 23 minus eight, 14. Don't do, don't do math in front yeah. of people. Andrew, it's never- <laughs> You're, you're, hey, you have an exercise degree, not a math degree. (laughs) (laughs) So that's 15 hours. There you go. So let's say, let's say you have 15 hours a day, maybe 14 to, to like completely fuck up your physique or you have 14 hours in a day to absolutely 
crush your nutrition and reach your actual fitness and physique goals that you have for yourself. So I wanted to get a episode here where we could go down. And by the way, it's going to be the same thing we say every time. (laughs) But you know what my son said to me? He said, it's so important that you say the same thing every time, maybe in a different way, because those are actually the people who are good at what they do. And you're not trying to sell something. You know what I mean? It's just, you came for help. I'm trying to help you. These are the things you have to do. But I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that, that those 14 hours are where things go sideways, but we want to help you today, like with a few things that you can do to stay on track. Cause it's only 14 hours you've got, you can do it. And, and I do want to flip the script on what you just said. You know, Kendra and I are not here to sell you anything, but I'll be damned guys. You should be trying to buy something. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I don't have an agenda. I, me and Kendra, we just like to talk about this stuff. It's fun. But ultimately, if you're going to be successful in this journey, you've got to find something you can buy into and execute. And that's what I mean by buying something, not monetarily. I'm talking about you should be looking for something that you can buy and go all in on because that's what really matters, I think. You know, so you should be looking for something. You know, you really should. I agree. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my own approach to, first of all, what I see see with people, but I've got like four things written down here that I think people could do today or th- a way that they could think today that would help you with these 14 hours. I can't wait to hear yours. I mean, I've got three things. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you what they are because if you say them, then I'm just going to pretend like I wrote something else down. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Well, okay. It's going to be a few things, but I'm sure we'll get chatting. So let's say your goal is uh, to improve your overall physique and health. Okay. That's a normal thing for most people. Like, and one is going to satisfy the other. If your goal is, I want to look better, feel better, you'll probably get healthier too. That's good. If your goal is, I want to get healthier, you're also going to change your physique. So I use these inner twinably, but some people are like not comfortable with saying they want to look better for some reason out there in society. It's like not okay to say, I want to look better. (laughs) Everyone's like, you're fine the way you are. Like, no, a lot of us are not fine the way we are and we need to get healthier and we need to change that, that physique to feel better. Like that's okay. It's an okay goal. So the first thing, I think some people are checked out. And I think if you're a person like we've talked about where we are another stop on the train and you just kind of downloaded an app to hopefully try and hopefully see what happens, you've already, you're already behind. So I want to grab those people who just kind of are saying things. And I want you to like, imagine that I've, I'm taking you by the shoulders right now and I'm, I'm shaking you. And I'm telling you, just give me a minute and I want you to listen, okay? Stop just with with the sort of, you know, random goals and just saying things. The number one thing to start doing is think about your daily targets. So if you've come into the app with me or Kenny, 
you have daily targets and those are your roadmap. That's your daily goal. You don't have to worry about, am I going to lose 30 pounds? What's going to happen tomorrow? Is this going to work? How hard is it going to be? What do I do when the weather changes? I don't know how far the gym is going to be. Like, no, you have daily goals to hit today. Yeah. And and I would, so what I heard and how I would say what you just said, stop being so apathetic in your life. Stop just going through life letting things happen. You know, one of the things, Kendra, that I hear often that drives me nuts is when people say, well, it is what it is. I don't fucking buy that for a second. Life is not what it is. Life is what you make it, right? So you are, your physical representation, your health, your wellness is a direct reflection of your lifestyle and your choices. You did not end up where you were or where you are, because you were in tune, staying on top of things in your life. You ended up where you are because you didn't care enough about all the things Kendra just mentioned. You didn't care enough about eating right. You didn't care enough about working out. You were too apathetic in every decision you made in your life. So life is not what it is. Life is what you make it. And if you're in a spot right now that you need to change, it's 100% changeable the ball is in your court you just have to do what Kendra said yeah that's well put I mean it is um you know doing nothing is something you know what I mean like it's if you're choosing not to move forward and by the way this is for people who are in your head you want something different that's who you and I are working with I'm not if you're listening and you're fine the way you are like I'm not coming after you. This is for people who are desperately wanting something different and not changing. I don't want to forget that you probably have some people listening that they've been dealt a pretty shitty hand in life. Yes, of course. There are, there are people out there that have extreme limitations physically. There's There's people out there that truly want to change, but they can't. But if you're out there and you're thinking that's you, chances are it's not right we're talking about a very small percentage of people you know most of the things that we hear on a daily basis as coaches aren't unchangeable things right they're just things that you're leaning into or excuses because you're not willing to put into work to make change happen yeah it's it's true it's it's just a a lot of people believe they're not capable or they have limitations but what i'm I can't think of one person in the app and I have thousands who actually has a actual limitation. Like I have people on chemo who are asking me for better macros because they, they feel inflamed. Okay. Like I don't have anybody who is not capable or actually has a limitation that has anything to do with their physical body. It's all in our head, all of it. I've got people in the app, one person comes to mind that is in a wheelchair, that has diabetes, that's trying desperately through nutrition um, and what exercise they can do to reverse that diabetic diagnosis and come off medication. Like they're, everyone is capable of change in most circumstances. You know, my mother-in-law who passed away lost, I think it was about 40 or 50 pounds. 
she was in a wheelchair. I have a video of her in the app. She was on oxygen in a wheelchair, lifting weights. She just wanted me to see her like lateral raise form. And she lost the weight to get a lung transplant, which she did not survive. But it was the, she got to her goal weight for the first time. It was, it was like unbelievable to watch and unfortunately got into the best physical shape of her life and never got to enjoy it, you know? And she always had it in her. She just didn't really realize it. So when you, when you watch people who are perfectly capable, who are overthinking it, who are, you know, making this very simple process so complicated for themselves. It's hard to watch, especially because you know they want it. I used to think you just don't want it bad enough. I don't think that anymore. I actually think people desperately want it. They just, for some reason, don't understand or are not willing to accept how fucking long it takes. It is not a fast process. And and like whoever is like guaranteeing results with money back and six weeks to six pack, that's bullshit. It's, it's just, it makes this job very difficult. Okay, so I agree thousand percent. And this kind of goes into one of mine, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, that, that's why we're here, bro. Yeah. So F-bombs today. I don't know what's in me. You're fired up. You're fired up because this is the real, this is the reality of it, right? You know, we get people all the time that come to us and they're disappointed because they spent a load of money on some product they saw or some program they saw and it doesn't work out and they end up with us, not only with less money, but a crushed resiliency to get after it, right? They just, they're, they're showing up here already defeated you know, thinking that everyone's scamming them and no one's trying to help them. But to what you just said, I think one of the things that you can do in those other 15 hours of the day, Kendra, and mine are different than yours. And I think that these are more overarching, nothing specific, but you have to be willing to embrace the hard. And that's what kind of what you just talked about. And that it's so important. You know, because like you just heard us talk about, you know, there's all these options out there that seem to be easier. I think once you get it through your head that the only way to improve your life is to embrace the hard, stop looking for easy. And don't get me wrong. There are definitely ways that you will become more efficient as the process goes along. But initially, if you're going to change your life, guess what? Changing your life is hard right? Embrace the hard. Everything from rearranging your schedule to making time to work out, to making time to prep your food, to going to the grocery store, spending more time picking the right foods, focusing on quality sleep, finding out how you're going to drink 100, 120 ounces of water a day. Like all of that is hard. Changing your life is hard. Embrace that. Stop looking for shortcuts. Stop looking for the easy answers they're not out there. It's not going to work for you. Just go ahead right now and relent to the fact that if you want to change your life, it's going to be hard. Embrace it. Jack and I were talking this morning how like he's injured right now, obviously, <laughs> and feels a little discouraged, uh, but like whatever, he's he'll be fine. But what I what we were saying is like he can't do anything right now where he can push. He can do all kinds of things. So 
um, for some reason, like he can't do push-ups right now and a couple, like a chest day wouldn't work for him. Yeah. So what's cool um, is that I think he's got the, the right mindset where he loves the process so much that it's, he'll just work around that until, until it heals, but there won't be any doubt that he won't find something else he can do because moving physically for him is so fulfilling and he's lucky because he loves that process and he always has, but he also sees the reward and the benefit, like psychologically, physically, all of it. Um, and so like the moment something gets hard, it brings into question your true commitment to the process and a, a commitment to the, this process of changing your physical body, your health, your mindset, like Kenny said, is going to have, and you don't know what it's going to be. And you might, when the thing that hits you is hard, you're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be this hard, but it's like, a challenge is a challenge, whether it's a broken hand, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a mental, like emotional thing. And it's, and when you hit that hard, it's going to feel like shit and you're going to want to quit. And if you can accept that that's going to happen multiple times, you're going to be okay. You have to plan for it and it's not going to feel the way you think it's going to be worse than you want. And it's going to take longer and it's going to be harder, but when you just, when you understand that's coming, you find an alternative and you just got to keep going. And it's not unique to the first few months or first, whatever, the, the first portion of your journey. You know, I, you know, Kendra, you know what I've dealt with this year. I've been through a lot of setbacks physically, your commitment and your desire, you know, it's, it's why as coaches, when you show up to us and you tell us like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like, that's interesting. I'm glad I want to help you do that. But typically, just a weight loss goal isn't really enough to get you to where you want to be forever, which, again, for me, I really feel the thing that's taken me over the top and it's helped me get through all these injuries and the hard times in my life is my true commitment to just live the healthiest, longest, quality-filled life possible. Like, I know people are like, that's really hard for me to get up for in the morning. Well, uh, it's hard for me to get up in the morning for too, but you know what? Like I have a true commitment to that. Like it means something to me to want to be in my kids, my wives, my granddaughter's life as long as possible. And that's just not going to happen by accident, you know? So, you know, when the alarm goes off every day, even with all the things I was going through, that number one thing kept like flashing in my mind, like, Hey, if you really want this to be a thing, you got to be committed to it, even when it's hard. And Every day I would get up just like Jack and do what I could work around it. Every day I had to talk myself off the ledge. Like, you know, yeah. Kenny, stay on track one more day, one more day, one more day, you know? And even though in those dark moments, you know, it didn't feel like that one day was going to be the day that would carry me over. Ultimately is one day closer to recovery, one yeah. day closer to recovery. So now here I am on the other side, still recovering. Couldn't do all the things I wanted to do today. Had a bad week last week. But I'm feeling so much more optimistic just because I can do some of the things. And I think it's important, you know, like you got to have a real reason to stay on track. Well, so we've got daily targets are important because I think those are your, those are going to be your roadmap. That's why when somebody decides to randomly change their daily targets, that's why it's difficult because we're putting together 
a, a path for you forward that we think is going to work for you. And so when you just kind of, you know, uh, randomly change things up, which is, I mean, everybody needs to take control of their own health and fitness journey and nobody is playing God here. Like if you're not comfortable, you have yeah. to do what's right for you, but that's it. But, but if that, if you're going to do that, we, it, it's a collaborating is ideal. So we have daily targets set that we help you with. The second thing is that we've got, like you said, expect it to be hard. I think that will help you too. Okay. Here's a big one for me right now. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to be 50 in just a few weeks. I may have mentioned that before, like seven. A bodybuilding show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have made some commitments to myself and this is actually a big one. Okay. So let's take the, the case of the woman who ran into me in the gym, right? How do you think she probably felt that day when she saw me? Well, like uh, a little like off guard. Okay. Her head was hanging like, oh, I know. I, uh, it's just the food. She probably went out to her car, probably thought about it a little bit more, maybe even felt bad, maybe even felt like, fuck, like, ugh, why can't I get this together? Right. I never want to feel that way ever. That is my personal driver is that I don't wake up every day and feel like I fucked up again and I didn't follow through with the commitments that I made or that I'm not happy with my choices or that I, I blew off my goals or that I'm not proud of myself or that I'm making dumb decisions still at 50, that for me is enough. And so the thing that rings through my head today, I want to wake up on my 50th birthday, very proud of myself, like feeling very good about the way I take care of my body, about the way that I, you know, have relationships about the way that I, you know, approach this lifestyle and my clients. I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying just, I just don't want to live my life with these stupid regrets that are in my control. And I, on a daily basis, I read regret in messages. I read discouraged. I read frustrated with myself. And I'm just saying like, for me, I don't need a why much deeper than I have a responsibility to take care of myself. If I'm one of those people who's hating myself when I wake up, you can change that, that you can change that today. And the way to do that is to every day, hit those targets, stop overthinking it. You will be so proud of yourself. You won't wake up the next day looking for everyone to validate you and justify why you did a shitty job again and go like, it may not happen instantly, but it is something you can chip away at and be proud of yourself that feeling is priceless to me it's not a pride it's not the sinful pride like i'm better it's a personal thing that i don't need from anybody else that comes from nowhere else in my life except you know i me my faith and the fact that i'm i am not treating myself poorly and and i'm going to say i'm going to say it like this because <laughs> you know i think when that lady saw you in the gym, that woman saw you, she probably said, 
what she thought she had to say to justify her lack of actions in the app, right? So she was just making an excuse. Like you think that she probably went in her car, thought about it for a few minutes. I would say that she probably has quit on herself so much that she yeah. told you that she had to tell you in the moment and she didn't think about it again because she's established the routine of not committing to herself. She's established that she has no standards. She's established that she has no personal confidence. And I think one of the things that's really important about it, like me and you, I feel the exact same way as you. Like I have a lot of personal pride. You know, I have very high standards for myself and I don't want to compromise those standards. And anytime I do, no one can ever be harder on me than myself, right? So when I don't do something that I've committed to do, I feel really, really shitty about that. Like, it doesn't matter if it's something I, well, first of all, I never let other people down. Like, if I make a commitment to someone else, Kendra, I'm always going to be there. Like, I, if I promise you something, it's going to happen. If anyone's getting let down here, it's going to be me from time to time. Like, I might... Again, we all have bad days nutritionally. We all kind of do some things from time to time. We don't want to do. We make bad decisions. There's no accidents, but there are bad decisions. And we're all guilty of it from time to time. But you're right. That is fucking hard. Like to look yourself and because we all have those moments where we we compromise, you know, in the moment and we make a bad decision. Like we're like, well, we'll deal with that tomorrow. But when tomorrow comes for me and I make a bad decision, it fucking hurts. You know what I mean? It's like, man, why did I do that? Why did I give myself some grace in that moment? I shouldn't have done that. You know, so it's really hard. And I do think that a lot of people just have a lack of personal standards. They're lifetime quitters. They've quit everything they've started since they graduated high school. Yeah. And like, it's just easy for them now. Whenever they let themselves down, they're like, oh, one more thing. No big deal. It's just who I am now. I'm a quitter. I just don't follow through on my, with myself. That's pretty harsh to say. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And it may not be a conscious thought necessarily, but it's like, a, it's like, I've said this before. We've talked about this where you, you're kind of not believing your own bullshit. And I've committed to things like that before where I know I'm not going to do it and I'm saying it. And, you know, I think you, you, I think you probably even have better commitment to follow through than I do. Like I am always working on like, following through it's always something i'm i'm working on like i i can't i do i'm i'm like thinking i've let people down you know what i mean like i have let people down in my life um i've let things fizzle i've let i've made mistakes i've i don't know like i'm at this point in my life something i did have this awesome epiphany though i used to feel like if I had like blown somebody off or let something fizzle that I felt like I shouldn't have, I kind of just like want to avoid it. But for some reason over the last few weeks, I've been like, oh, you don't have to avoid it. There are people that I think about that I want to reconnect with, but I feel bad because we've kind of fizzled and I always feel responsible. And lately I've been like, oh, life is short. Just call them, like, just reach out, you know? And it's amazing. You know, I kind of like in the spirit of not overthinking, like if you want something, you you can just try to go get it and you may or may not get it, but it's, that's been really, really nice for me. And it happens with me on my team too. I'll like commit to these things and then 
you know, like I can't get to them all. And and I'm sort of like, well, you know, I do all these other things. So to the extent people do it in fitness and health, I have it in me in other areas. So like there are holes in my life that I'm like, always like, fuck, you know, ah, that I'm always trying to work on. So I understand that, but I am getting better. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think we all have holes, right? We all have gaps. So one more for me then we have time. Yeah. I got one more too. Okay. I'll go quick on this then, but I I think it's important. And I think that this one for me is probably the hardest because it kind of goes along with what you just said. And that's setting boundaries. Mm. You know, one of the hardest things to do when you're trying to change your life, you know, and you're trying to get your stuff together is to take control and kind of establish boundaries with those people around you that you interact with the most, you know, the people that should be there to support you, the people that you work with, the people that, you know, are in your house. I think it's really important that you muster the courage early on to let people know like, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is important to me. And I'm going to be doing some things differently from here on out because I really want this to work out for me this time. I think too many times people on this journey, people trying to change their life, almost kind of like you spoke about, you know, instead of just standing your ground and saying, Hey, this is what's important to me. They're a little wishy-washy, right? They don't want to establish clear boundaries. They just kind of try to get through the conversation of the moment But these moments of compromise where you do give in often to work, you know, to going out with colleagues at lunchtime to get something to eat, not eating your prep food or, you know, letting someone talk you into that beer or that glass of wine. Like those are the moments that inevitably are going to rob you of your opportunity to change initially in this journey. And that might be just enough to frustrate you and cause you to give up. So I, I really do believe that ultimately establishing boundaries, having conversations with those people in your life that are important to you, letting them know what it is you're going to do and why you're going to do it. And then standing for those things is vitally important in this process. Yeah. I love that. Setting boundaries is critical. So mine, the other one I have too is, and I would, I would write these down. If you're actually somebody who's like, this is me. I always say that it's just the food. It's the food. There should be no question about how much food you need for your goal and the breakdown of the food. And you should also have at this point, you should know the types of foods you need to eat. We know protein is essential. This isn't really about the macros. Like I can't emphasize that enough. There's no list of food, secret list. I will do an episode on like actual diet, meal plan, that kind of thing. But this is for people who have the plan and they're not following it and and who want it, who like you, you're just, you just keep, you rev the engine and then you stall out. We've got daily goals that we need to hit and write this down. So we, we need daily goals that we have to hit. Those are essential. Don't overthink it. We've got expect things to be difficult for you. We've got being proud of yourself could be enough for you, right? Waking up the next day and being proud of the choices you made the day before without having to justify, you know what I mean? Like I'm proud of myself. I mean, at least I didn't eat the whole cake. That's a bullshit. (laughs) That's not, you know, it's like, uh, maybe, maybe that is your win, but you're going to have to progress from that. 
And then the last thing you said was boundaries, setting boundaries for yourself. That's, I can't think of a more, that this is, this lifestyle is about creating boundaries. It's about what you keep in and it's about what you keep out. And so what you keep in are your exercising, your daily targets, your your sleep. Those are the things that you 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 have to protect those. And then you have to keep some things out. And I can't tell you what they are. Kenny can't tell you what they are. For some of you, it's your sister. <laughs> some of you, it's your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, your work colleagues. Like you have to, you're gonna have to navigate those things to keep your the things important to you close. Yeah. And I think sometimes to your point, some of the boundaries could be even more challenging. You know, your spouse may not support spouse. you and you yeah. live with that person, right? So what are you going to do? If you want it bad enough, you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. You, you have to set the boundaries. I was going to say, I can't tell you, Kendra, the number of times that I've had a female client. And again, I, I don't really want to get gender specific here because it's not fair, but I, I have it a lot for my female clients. Well, my husband doesn't want to eat this and yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell him straight up. I'll be like, well, then, you know, have you ever thought about telling your husband he can either eat it or he can make his own? Yeah. Like they don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. Like if this is the boundary to you being the person you want to be, how are we going to establish it? Like what is going to be the answer? Because if you keep falling for this same thing over and over, you're not going to progress. It's just going to continue to be a problem for you. So anyway, sorry. No, yeah, you're right. Like these are tough conversations and some people have to have 15 and some people have to have one, but there are some things that are harder for people than others. But depending on the lifestyle you've created for yourself, I'm the same. I know women who are really struggling because, you know, and if you're a husband listening and your wife is getting in the best shape of her, your, her life, you better wake up. You better wake up and you better join and, uh, and, you know, there's some women who we talked with Hannah, who's, you know, like wants to maintain what she feels like her husband married. And so there's all kinds of different approaches and mindsets to this, but you better get in great shape because your wife is changing her mindset <laughs> and you, you want to get there too. The last thing I have is journaling. So if you're serious about this change, and you are kind of mindlessly eating and you haven't identified where your problems are, or you just keep saying it willy nilly, but you're not actually doing anything. I would keep a, pe a pen and paper journal. Yes. I want you to journal your food in the app. If you're working with me or Kenny, I'm sure too, like that's an essential, but in addition to what you're eating, one of the things that I've seen work for people is they start to understand why they're eating. But again, this is work. And if you're not prepared to do the work, none of this is going to work for you. But if you, keeping a journal that you're writing down your meals and writing down whether you were hungry or not, and writing down how you feel about that meal, was I satisfied? Was I not satisfied? Those are ways for you to connect a little bit more with some of the issues that you might be having. You want to be careful about like, why did I have that mindless snack at 3 p.m.? And when you have a journal, you can see over and over like, wow, what the fuck is going on with me at 3 p.m.? 
But if you keep pretending like it didn't happen and start over every day, you never get to learn where you are falling short. Not everybody's going to have to go to this level, but this is a place I've mentioned this before. Um, there was a time, Kenny, I wasn't tracking my food and I was in a like bulking and I really was actually like I was, I was needed to eat. I needed to gain some strength and some muscle. And I stopped tracking because I was getting so uncomfortable. Once I started tracking again, I was eating like 3000 calories a day. And then there came to a point when I didn't even want to look at it anymore. But then I realized the only way for me to progress is if I can see it. I can't acknowledge what I, I can't change what I don't acknowledge. And it was the best thing I've ever done. I'm, I'm here to tell you, Kendra, like one of the things that I tell my people, and I don't know if I've mentioned it on your podcast or not, but for all of you out there who are doing a really good job of, you know, managing your food intake, tracking your food, but you seem to have that one day a week where you just put the phone down and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to make healthy choices. Like I'm telling you right now, that one day is enough, right? To keep you from reaching where you want to be. My suggestion to you, if you want to have one of those days, do it. The only thing I would tell you to do is continue to enter that food into the app when you're eating it. And here's the thing, like if you have real goals and you pick up that phone and you go to enter something into the app that's going to send you way over the edge of your macros, you might think twice. And that's why I tell people to do it. Like, it's a good tool to like keep you from going over the edge, you know, because once you start seeing like Kendra just said, like she had a purpose, but if your purpose is calorie deficit and you're like eating 3000 calories on a Saturday, it's good for you to see. And oh, by the way, your coach can probably benefit from that and help you as well. So, yeah, well, it will make sense why you didn't, it, it, your results will make sense. But if you leave those things out, and you pretend like they didn't happen. Now you're confused. Your coach is confused. Well, we're not actually confused. We know that you just, results don't usually aren't, there's not this big mystery. Like, I don't know what happened. It's like, well, yeah, you binged. And when you binge, the scale hits hard. And then it takes several days to correct that. And it's not excessive cardio that's going to do it. It's just the way it is. So I think journaling your food, and if you're really struggling with some of these habits, to journal a little bit more about how you feel and why you're eating. Now, listen, the app, there's a limitation, right? Like if you have an eating disorder, you have to get help. The app, we, we are not qualified. It is out of the scope of practice to be working with people who are binging, who are purging, who are anorexic, who are even disordered eating on another level I've seen, you you must get help and you're, there's no diet that's going to fix your relationship with food. So I do want to put that caveat out there because I think sometimes people get that I can see when you get the long messages about emotional eating and they need your support, You that's a therapy session most likely if especially if you continue to gain weight and you're unhealthy you're in an unhealthy bmi that that might be more than an app if you're still spin, spinning your wheels around your relationship with food but a journal can bring you back to present because you can see what you're doing and then you can start to make changes but that might be your heart and it might take you a few tries it may take you several challenges to get it but if you keep quitting the challenge because you're not perfect you're never going to reach your goal ever never 
you're just going to keep quitting when you're not perfect and you, you've got to stop that habit. I like it. That was a good one. I think we should end on that one. Yeah. So you guys, I, first of all, like I, I want people to feel encouraged and hopeful that you can change. I think Kenny and I have both seen some crazy things where I didn't even think I'm like, well, I'm never going to see them again. And boom, they win a challenge, you know, eight months later. So there's, there's hope, but you have to take these things seriously and really want to change and execute them. Yeah. And I think sometimes guys never forget that the hope just doesn't materialize. It's kind of your responsibility to create, you know, just one good decision at a time. It will start to snowball. You know, you'll start to feel better. You know, you'll go from having small wins each day to like winning days and then winning weeks. And if you give yourself enough time, you'll feel pretty unstoppable. I promise. And you will, you will, you know, just remember you want to wake up feeling proud of yourself. There is, there is nothing better than, than that. I'm telling you, I've been on both sides. I've woken up with shame and guilt and woken up feeling proud of myself. And I, I, I telling you that is a, that is a great way to start your day. So we take five star reviews, all, all the ways to contact Kenny are in the show notes and follow him, please. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sharing, send it to your friends and family. Hopefully this was helpful and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Kenny. See ya. Peace out.